podcast where have we have become predictably disappointed by the new series of Doctor Who. <laughs> and then, sometimes, things change, and everyone gets very excited again. <laughs> Joining me from across time and space, aka he's in Brisbane, I'm in Perth, is the wonderful Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Um, I can promise that I am actually me and not a Time Lord in disguise. Well, I was about to say that you've been replaced by a black woman, Stu, yes, and all the better well, for it. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, quite right, too. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Fugitive of the Jadoon. A completely because... normal episode where nothing <laughs> out of the ordinary happens at all. So can I just tell you sort of my circumstances of how I, I watched this episode on Monday night? Sure. Sure, sure. Uh, I saw, first thing I saw was a uh, tweet from you. I'm not sure how, scrolling through my phone, and I saw a tweet from you saying, uh, there hasn't been an episode like this since something, oh, no. something. Uh, they're really swinging for the fences now. So I was like, wow, she's excited. That's cool. I try I, to keep it as vague as possible on Twitter because I saw You're people just good. basically spoiling the episode on, on social yeah. media. And I, I was like, don't do that. I didn't get spoiled. I don't tend to seek that stuff. Maybe I just don't follow idiots who spoil. <laughs> True. What does that say about <laughs> you, Stu? Uh, well, but I didn't spoil. I, I was very careful. You're very careful. No, I'm saying that you see people who spoil in your timeline. Well, that's true. I do. So I was here with Amy Curry, who is in Puppies vs. Kittens, a show we're doing in Perth at the moment. And being a new show, we've been doing a lot of writing and tooling and putting things together and experimenting and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we were doing work and Gregoire from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast went into his bedroom uh, with his iPad and I was like, oh, what are you watching? And he was like, I'm watching Doctor Who. And I went, oh, I, I've got to watch that because I've got a podcast with Stu, but not, maybe not right now because we're doing work. Okay, let you leave you to it. <laughs> we're working, we're working, we're working. Greg's got the volume down quite low. And then at, at, <laughs> at a certain point, all we yep. hear is this loud explanation of this. Holy shit! <laughs> and, and we sort of immediately stopped what we were doing going, Greg, are you okay? And then he sidled out of the bedroom. That's the only way I can describe it, like a crab. He, like, sidled out, <laughs> clapping his hands like Mr. Burns, going, mm-hmm. oh, 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 shit just got real. Oh, oh. And I was like, well, what happened? I can't tell you. Oh. And then he sidled back in. I was like, is the episode <laughs> over? And he said, no, 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 I've still got more to go, and sidled back in. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the episode now, finished. We went back to yeah. working. The episode finished, and yes. he sidled out again. I'm talking like little heel-toe kind of steps in a v- this very excited sort of toddler <laughs> way. And he went, it was so good. It was so good. That it was just amazing. And then, because I said, well, I haven't watched it yet, he made me put my fingers in my ears so he could tell Amy what just happened because she doesn't watch Doctor Who, so doesn't care about spoilers. <laughs> and he was like, Nat can't hear because she's got to watch it and record with Stu. So mm-hmm. I sat there going, la, 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 and all I like kind of saw was very big gestures and excitable kind of hopping from side to side. Uh, and when Amy and I went, okay, we're done. We're tired. We're going to finish working for this point. Greg sidled out one more time and was like, well, we could watch Doctor Who. And I said, you've just watched it. And he went, I'm excited to watch it again. And then he said, when was wow. the last time I watched an episode <laughs> yes. of Doctor Who a second time? 
like immediately <laughs> a second time but even a second time straight away straight yeah, away because yeah. i think he wanted to see my reactions so then we sat to amy went to bed and we sat down and watched it so i i was too tired to kind of yell holy shit but mm. i also had been trying to theorize what it could be so um if, if we're just going straight there i was thinking the Rani. I don't know. I think because she had R I, on her. I thought exactly that as well. I was like, oh, they're finally bringing back the Rani, maybe? Like, because like, I, I, the very first thought that I had was um, maybe it's the Master somehow, because that's, you know, we've seen that trick before. Yeah. In uh, Utopia, in the end of, towards the end of season three, we see Professor Rana, uh, or Yana, sorry, Professor Yana yeah. turn into the, the Master um, using a chameleon arch. And. I thought they might be pulling that trick again, but then I thought, well, hang on, no, that's that can't be right because they've just cast Sasha Dewan as the master. But wouldn't that be the like the best smokescreen is that they're they're flipping the script again and they're just moving on? Mm. And I thought, no, that that doesn't make any sense. And then I thought, oh, the Rani, like you know, a renegade female time lord, like yeah, that that's a perfect fall for the Thirteenth Doctor. She can really go toe to toe with with, uh, with the Rani. That would be that would be fun, you know, not not. Thinking, yeah, well, well, yeah. you know, many, many ways, but you know, and I'm like, oh, maybe not. I mean, maybe is it, is it like the Valyard somehow? They're See, I finally don't know. bringing back the Valyard. I still don't know Valyard. what the Valyard is. It, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't look like that's what they're doing. So, I mean, people, people keep people keep predicting that the Valyard is going to come back, and and trust me, I don't think the Valyard is coming back. But you know, who knows? Who knows anymore? Like, I, I started this week. And I, I've, I've said before that I don't really, I haven't been following Doctor Who fandom very closely online. I'm, I'm more in your camp than I have been uh, for a long time this season, where I just like, you know what, like the show is fine. I like, I like watching Doctor Who. I haven't been excited about it in a long time. And honestly, like if you go into social media, if you go into the fandom, like it just tends to be a lot of negative stuff. And it's like I don't I don't need that like I, I you know I know the show is can, a bit wonky we can, so we can you know it's in our fine. own negative takes Stu we don't need other people that's it exactly <laughs> yeah and that's right and plus you know we we have been podcasting about it so I did want to sort of remain a little bit like apart so that I didn't sort of steal uh, unconsciously steal uh, takes about you know things that were going on yeah. in the show you know I wanted to sort of you know come to it fresh, it fresh. with my Keep own takes before I sort of jumped in yeah exactly Keep it and if OG I come up with a theory exactly if I if I came up with a theory I wanted to come up with it you know by myself and and be all clever um but so but this is the thing even having said that there were some rumblings you know sort of Sunday night our Australian time that something big was going to happen and they they did it so well did this episode is so self-assured and so clever because the BBC, like the official BBC and BBC America accounts, were putting out stuff saying, hey, you're going to want to watch this one as soon as, as possible after it comes out because there's going to be stuff in it that is going to be spoiled. This one is a big one. Watch it as soon as you can and avoid social media because it's going to go off. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty big call, show. Like, you know, <laughs> given what we've seen of this season, it's like, that's a pretty big call. I don't know if, if I necessarily agree with that. But I've been primed to expect something big. And then Captain Jack Harkness showed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> you know, like, what, what a wonderful, 
you know, returning uh, character. You know, we haven't seen him for, for literally 10 years. I mean, he hasn't been on the, on Doctor ten, Who for 10 years. It's been again, 10 years, Natalie. Again, again. I know this yes. comes back to the How Old Are We podcast, but yeah, 10 years since Captain Jack. Like, to me, that's when Doctor Who... It has been, yeah. Yeah, but he was in Torchwood post that, so it's not been 10 years. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's the last, it's 10 years since the last time he was in Doctor Who. Wow. Um, which was, and this is the thing, it's not even the, what you remember. The last time he was on Doctor Who was the farewell to Ten. Is that at the he... end of like, like the, the the final sort of oh, David Tennant story four? where he sees him in the oh, bar? Series four. Uh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. At the he end of the special, the... he sees him, he in, sees the him, bar. him in the bar. Like, there's a quick little scene where he sees him in the bar and he salutes him, and then he wanders off. And that's the last time that he was on the show, and that was ten years ago. Wow. I yeah. was thinking of when they all piloted the TARDIS. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Davros? Was it Davros? Davros. Yeah, no, that's the that economic was, that forum. Was, yes. <laughs> no, it is Davros. Um, but he was, it was even, that was even longer ago. Yeah, wow. So, <laughs> there God, you go. How long has this show been going? Yes, it's been going for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're, we're up to our 12th season, and I think it's like 13th or 14th year? Maybe 15 years. I don't know. Well, yeah, it was 2000, no, 2005. Uh, 2005 it came back. Yeah, 2005 it came back, yeah. So do the maths. I... <laughs> I remember being in the UK in 2004 on a holiday and the papers had like clips of Christopher Eccleston yeah. filming. It was like, oh, my God, Doctor Who's coming back. Um, that's it. And, and so, you know, yeah. we, we see Captain Jack. He's back. He's awesome. And, you know, he, he completely slips straight back into the role, like like incredibly. Yeah, like he's been waiting to do it, and he. Although he Greg seemed to it. think that he had he had like a slightly dodgy hair dye job. Maybe, and he does look a little bit he does look a little bit more preserved than he did last time. But you know, like it's been ten years, like you know, ah, we, he can just none have some of Botox, us, it's fine. None of us look the same as we but did they, ten years ago. They made the whole point. They kind of built that in with the whole. Oh, he's immortal. They did, but he's. They still were very ages. smart. Yeah, he ages very slowly, but he is aging. Yeah. So you can just say that this is a Jack from several hundred years later yeah, in the timeline. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so th that's built in. Perfect, brilliant, wonderful. Yeah. What a what an excellent piece of foreshadowing because they could have easily said he's not getting any older, mm. you know, but they didn't. They, they specifically, basically because they wanted to make the face of Bo Easter egg. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's incredible because it means that uh, John Barrowman can just keep coming back as Captain Jack whenever he wants to. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but... I thought that was the big reveal. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's awesome. How great. How great to see that character back. Great to see him back. He's interacting with the new companions. It's really fun. He's probably going to, you know, he'll eventually, like, meet up with the Doctor towards the end of the episode, and they'll maybe, like, save the day together, and it'll be cool. Great. I mean, for this, this seems really cool. And, you know, up until then, the episode had been quite fun. And Yeah, it was like a good procedural, wasn't it? It was yeah, like, it's it was... June 10 up, they're looking for someone. Sure. And then Captain Jack shows up, and you're like, oh, wow, maybe he's the fugitive? Like, you know, but, the, but they seem to be front-loading the fact that, like, you know, either uh, Ruth or her partner, Lee, uh, may be involved somehow. So maybe they're in cahoots with Jack, or maybe they're running from Jack. Maybe mm. he's one of the time agents. Who knows how it's all connected? I, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. And then the rest of the episode <laughs> happens, and it just slowly well, teases out this, this thing where you keep second-guessing yourself – and they do it so well. There's layers within layers where they're keeping casual fans at arm's length. They're keeping super, like, crazy fans at arm's length with different types of misdirection that you don't see until 
everything happens. And then you go to that lighthouse and you break that glass and you dig up a TARDIS. So can I just, I want to throw in, I'm not trying to say I'm so smart, but uh, I am (laughs) really smart. So I woke up on Monday morning and like checked social media as you do. And there was like an art, someone had posted like, John Barrowman on his surprise return to Doctor Who. And I went oh, to Greg, okay. oh, Captain Jack's back on Doctor Who. And he went, oh, which I realized was a total spoiler. And I probably shouldn't have said that, but right. <laughs> that, that was kind of the thing. And I assumed that it was like, oh, he's going to be back. I didn't realize, oh, he just was a surprise guest in the episode we've just seen. It didn't, I, I've just woken up. It didn't quite compute. So yeah. I was expecting him. And so Greg had known. So Greg was going, and Captain Jack's back and it's great. And, but there's other stuff. So when, oh, okay. All right. when yeah, yeah. but I had no, so you're, you're primed that like Jack was back, but there was extra stuff. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, as I said, yeah. Greg had kind of sidled out. He didn't really say much, but he'd had this holy shit moment. And <laughs> given that I knew that he knew that Captain Jack was back, he probably wouldn't say holy shit about Captain Jack, I guess. So maybe, I sure. but as soon as they were talking about Lee and um, he was a bit shifty, they played him really well. He did look, a they bit did. Shifty. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't seem to care that all much. All the focus is on him. Yeah, all, the focus is like he's a bit shifty and doesn't have and a actually, lot of explanations. And actually, I spotted something on the way... Th- I, I watched it again just before we started recording, which is a first for me. I've actually... I haven't re-watched any of the episodes this season, even the Nikola Tesla one, which I liked a lot. Um, but I went back and re-watched this one just for fun because it's great. Yeah. It's a really fun episode. And I noticed uh, at towards the beginning of the episode, just as... Uh, things are starting to kick off with the Jadoon and Lee is in the coffee shop with that weirdo who's like got a dossier on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he says to the guy, he says, ah, you know, what what is your problem anyway? You know, like why, what what's going on, you know? And then he mutters under his breath, ah, humans, right? And I completely missed that the first time around. It's right there. Like he he says it very clearly and it just blows past because as as he's saying that the doctor shows up. Ah. Like this episode but, is very clever. But he's human, isn't he? Because the, the no, he's a time lord. He's he's a well, well he's something. Uh, right. He he's not human. Right. It, it, it's it's well, I mean, he is a time lord because he has a time lord medal from fighting in a war. Lee does. Yes. So that's oh, what that box was. That's what oh, was in that's the box. What, what was in the box. Ah. Yeah, and because it's because it's a Time Lord alloy, it was easy to track eventually. Right. That's what that's what Gat says. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I, so I'm pretty sure he's a Time Lord. So, so yeah. my so the way he was a bit shifty, and Ruth was like, "I don't know anything," and they're both human. And my mm. first thought was, "Oh, but the chameleon thing," because I that episode of Doctor Who, that two-parter with the family of blood and the thingy. Yeah. Um, always stayed with me. It was a, such a good two-parter, oh. and it's one that I've rewatched. And absolutely, it's a classic. And and it's it's and then of course it was how the master had been disguised, and I love that Derek Jacobi. Sadly, given one episode to the, be the master, not even an episode, given five <laughs> minutes to be the master. Uh, but what are five minutes? And so that re- reveal the you know, the double reveal of like, oh, this this thing that was set up earlier in the season, it comes back and we know the technology. Very clever, very cool. And that 
Doctor Who bit of kit, I suppose, has stayed with me as one of the few things that I remember <laughs> that is a thing. <laughs> so you, know, you, you are you're I, unusually primed to anticipate yeah, this episode. I think I'm unusually primed. Anything where the Doctor could be hiding in human form, uh, I, I think I immediately went, oh, well, there, this uh, chameleon arch. But I wasn't thinking the Doctor. I was thinking, oh, it's a Time Lord because it's Gallifreyan. Exactly. Were on yeah. the, I was like, oh, Time Lord, and I just went for the Rani because she had the R necklace, which was probably a red herring or something like that. But she had this deliberately in. Oh shot. well, I mean, Arthur, Arthur Ruth. Yeah, exactly. Arthur Ruth, but then Arthur Rani. So that Arthur was the... Rani, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I right. didn't, I didn't really think it would be the Master because reasons. No, I, and I also... dismissed that. Like, that was my first thought, and then I went, I went, no, it can't it can't be. Like, Sasha Dewan's the master. Like, they're not going to just do that. So then I went, oh, it's the, it might be the Rani, mm. you know, or someone else. It might be the meddling monk. Who knows, you know? like I, What? The meddling monk? <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a character from uh, the William Hartnell era, actually, uh, who uh, <laughs> has been... Monk. Who has been ret- retconned as, uh, as a, probably a Time Lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I suppose they need more names, don't they? You've got the Doctor, the Master. I don't know what That's Randy right. is, but you could have like the priest or the the deacon or the vicar. Traveling through time and space with the vicar. Vicar, vicar, come quick! I feel like every episode would end with someone's trousers down. Oops, vicar! You've got your todger shut, shutting the TARDIS door again. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, we've heard about we've heard about the corsair before, and and you know, so so yeah. That's like it's, a pirate, a corsair. It is, yes. Yeah. Just like uh, the Rani, uh, Rani means queen. Oh yeah, in Indian, doesn't it? Is it Indian? Yeah, Indian, yeah, yeah, in Hindu. In Hindu. Well, we are Hindi. Hindi, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my cultural sensitivities are so on it. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, still. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I'd lost you for a moment on the Skype. No, but I. So I had the uh, thought that no, I think it's going to be a Time Lord. I think she might be. They bring the Rani back because Greg had been saying. Yeah. So, I think Greg had responded to your tweet going, "Are they doing something I've been wanting to do since David Tennant's era or something?" And I've heard <laughs> him talk about the Rani before, and so I thought, well, that's really cool. If that's if I'm right, I'm going to be very impressed with myself. And then yeah. they went to the lighthouse and the doctor's running over to the... And the doctor kept asking questions, where are you from? And I was like, cool. But then when they got to burying and I went, is it going to be there? Because I thought initially maybe the lighthouse would be the TARDIS, like the whole lighthouse. Like the master had a shack in the Australian desert. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And they've set that up. The so... lighthouse might be the whole TARDIS. And then the doctor's running around and then opening and then it's police box. And my first thought is like... Oh, another police box? Like, <laughs> and then it's like, it turns around and it's like, I'm the, and then it all kind of pings. Well, and I was like, well, that's turns very around. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it turns around and then sees Ruth wearing those clothes. And then that was the moment I was like, oh, holy shit, yeah. it's the doctor. <laughs> I think that's probably when Greg yelled his holy shit. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. That's it. Well, it's certainly when I yelled my holy shit because yeah. I did the exact same thing. You I, did? <laughs> I yelled it out out loud in my actual house. Uh, I How did said, Chloe like, Giant Spain respond? Well, she was fortunately uh, in the, in a in the other side of the house, fast asleep. Oh, good, good. Um, I hope one day to show her this episode and say, <laughs> "Yes, Daddy was very excited when this first aired." 
Uh, but yeah, is a no. giant nerd. Chloe <laughs> Daddy is an enormous nerd. You must understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I and I was saying, I, I was, I said this on Twitter this week, um, that I can think of two other moments in the in the new show that have that that had that exact same response from me, like me being so shocked at something the show had done that I said, holy shit, out loud while watching it. And that was The War Doctor. The War Doctor, which was a very similar, which is a very similar situation. We can talk about that in a little bit, I guess. Yeah, um, I, so I'm the, trying to remember. The reveal of John Hurt's War Doctor. Do you mean like the little episode where Paul McGann turned into John Hurt or? No, 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 no. no just this is the reveal at the end of the name, the name of the Doctor where... Uh, oh, he it, it goes into around. the cave and sees yeah, the that, doctor, and he turns planet? around and says, "Blah blah blah." The trash. Tra- 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 well, I think that's Trenzalore. Trenzalore. Yeah. I always felt like Trenzalore was a name that someone picked out of Scrabble. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why, but it always it just feels very arbitrary and made up that yes, name, and yes, I don't exactly. like that storyline. But anyway, but but that happened, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like you know and introducing John Hurt as the Doctor. And you're like, what's going to happen here? And then it no, turns out... No, it was out specifically the, the War Doctor. Special. Yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 it didn't say the War Doctor. It says as the Doctor. Oh. Like, like the, the credit flashes up on screen. Oh. Right? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the whole, you know, this is going to be incredible. Like, what are they going to do here? And the other, the other one that made me just literally say, holy shit, out loud was at the end of the season six uh, two-parter, uh, the uh, Day of the Moon, when uh, the little girl started regenerating. And I said, holy shit, out loud. The little girl. <laughs> I don't remember Do that. Do you remember that one? The, the one with the silence, like the one where they, they meet Nixon and, and it's with the 11th Doctor and Amy and Rory, and they meet Nixon and the Doctor gets, they see the Doctor get shot. And oh, die by an astronaut in front of or them. something? There's an astronaut involved? Yeah, by, by an astronaut. Yep, an yeah. astronaut, like, shoots him with an energy beam from their hand. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and River even Song that, or something? It, it eventually, be, it turns out to be River Song in a very weird, timey-wimey and vaguely unsatisfying way. But this is the thing. Like, so all through the episode, we've been hearing this message from this little girl and then at the end of the episode, we finally meet the little girl. I think I think we meet her a little bit later in the in the episode, but she she starts regenerating, like she has regeneration energy spark up all around her. And I went, holy shit! Like, because that's insane. Like, as far as the show was concerned, that is just an out there thing to do. I was like, I can't wait to see how that pays off. Now, in that case, it didn't pay off so well. So oh, really, there's definitely. Oh yeah, I don't think. I mean, season six is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, there's some there's some really cool, interesting like stuff they're trying to do, but I think ultimately it's a bit busy and narratively unsatisfying, especially the stuff with like what the relationship, what the relationship ends up being between like River Song and Amy and Rory. Mm. Um, just yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that is long in the past, and, and, and unless we <laughs> want to go back and do a deep dive into new. <laughs> Um, we can probably safely just say that, like that, the end of that episode was just incredible. Like, what a cliffhanger to end yeah. that episode on! It's it's amazing. Um, so I guess that one didn't turn out so well. The John Hurt War Doctor one actually really did. I think I think that's an incredible use of 
what was a hole in the show's continuity. Yeah. You know, and they, they, they filled that hole um, in a way that didn't technically break canon. Like, everything makes sense and holds together. And now, mm. you know, John Hurt is rightly recognized as a doctor. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so it, um, it, it worked. So whether this one works or not remains to be seen. And how we eventually end up feeling about this episode will probably depend on how they pay that off. But I really liked it. I'm excited. I've been thinking about the episode since it since I saw it Monday. Well, like I am I am full geeking out, Natalie. <laughs> You've got to pull me out of this spiral. Just hold on, Stu. Hold on. Think about I don't know Star Wars, the final one. Just think. Okay, yeah, that was a disappointment. Just hold I mean, on to I mean, some reality. To, to to temper any of my expectations, all I have to do is think about Orphan Fifty Five, and it just yeah, sort of brings me back down to earth. <laughs> It works as a very good counterweight. And I made the joke on Twitter. I sort of said, you know, is this, like, have they been deliberately tanking the show just to, like, throw us off the scent? Like, oh, they've been, been lowering your expectations. Like, yeah, they've been lowering my expectations just to <laughs> blindside me with, a, with an all-time classic. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, quick plot outline, I guess. We have been talking. It's probably not even much point saying it, but yes. Jadoon uh, in town in Gloucester. And I love that they said it in Gloucester. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, and I love that Ruth was a tour guide. Just, it, I, I think, uh, with John Smith and the Chameleon Arch, he was a teacher, yeah. and the Professor Yana was trying to help humanity set sail, and yeah. the Chameleon Arch Doctor Ruth was telling people about history. And I, I like that there seems mm. to be a pattern of the chameleon arch doctors yeah. doing quite practical helpful nice things or master i That's suppose it, too yeah. despite his inner nature uh so they, they the chameleon arch tends towards the kind and sweet and slightly naive which is nice <laughs> i like that but yeah so the judoon turn up and the judoon were very fun they locked down the area uh the doctor finds out and says they don't have there was a whole bunch of space bureaucratic talk that I didn't quite catch because I was just like, blah, 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 blah. The, the doctor, no, they have no jurisdiction the doctor took an extremely active role and uh, felt very doctory. This is easily like one of Jodie, Jodie Whittaker's like best outings yeah. as the doctor. And we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Uh, because so Ruth and Lee, Lee is identified as the fugitive or at least they both are, or they think you're meant to believe it's Lee and he does look a bit shifty and the guy yeah. in the cafe hates him and he's a bit weird because you initially think, oh, he's just a bit weird and he's got a crush on her. And then he presents a dossier. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they just murdered him. Then, I, then, I actually yeah. really love that they just went, execution, boom. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're oh, taken care of. Yeah. Not messing around <laughs> in this episode. And so anyway, the doctor tries to find out why they're important. They have no idea. Lee is just trying to get them to leave. Can't ask any questions. And Ruth's like, I, you know, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. And I, I, in hindsight, looking back at that Lee character, I have so much. At the time, you're just like, you're a shifty bastard. What are you doing? Yeah. But in yeah. hindsight, you're like, oh, he has to be because he's trying to stay in, you know, in world. And that he's trying of... to stay in character, and he knows he can't be too specific about what he is and and what they yeah. are. Yeah. Because if he starts saying those things, it's going to trigger a response from. From Ruth. Yeah. And and obviously, um, Yaz is an expert policeman who just immediately finds the secret box <laughs> that gives it all away. Well, actually, 
I mean, look, I did like that the, the episode at least acknowledged the fact that Yaz is a police officer, yeah. which it very it, the show basically yeah. forgets that she's a cop. Yeah. Like exactly. all the time. Yeah. So she went. I have I have the power of negotiation. She didn't actually <laughs> do much of that. Anyway, meanwhile, Graham gets kidnapped by Captain Jack. Which is great. He who's on a stolen a big, spaceship. Big honking kiss. A big sloppy kiss, which is great. And then he goes, I've missed you, Doctor. And Graham's expression of just like, ah, was so good. <laughs> and then when he said, it's a she, it's a she. And, and Jack's like, this I gotta see. This you I know? gotta see. Um, Although, so that does then, it makes me wonder about continuity. Because later, Jack is talking as if, he has a future adventure to come with the Doctor? Uh, are you talking about the Cyberman? Or, yeah, like, like he's warning about the Cyberman. Like, like is that... Do you think I, that I, that... I want to get to that. Is him sort um, of... Okay, okay. I want to get to that. Uh, I should probably go through my list. Anyway, finish off the storyline. Turns out Ruth is a secret Doctor who we've never encountered before, and the Doctor is messed up about it, so... Uh, is is wonderfully messed up about wonderfully it. Wonderfully messed um, up about it, and then there's there's a there's a Gallifreyan police person. A Gallifreyan, oh, a Gallifreyan uh, operative. Yeah, um, trying to hunt her down, and the Juduna there. Anyway, let's do our one minute challenge. We've been podcasting oh, yes. for yeah. half an hour or so, <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know what, I should probably go through some of the things I wrote down, and you all have more because you just watched it again. So I'll get through mine, and then you can add the detail. First up, another doctor! (laughs) Question mark, exclamation mark. And then I put down, I totally got the chameleon arch thing. I was very proud of myself. Very Uh, nice of that. Captain Jack, and I wrote arc story about lone Cyberman? Question mark. But I also made a note, also the timeless child. Like, they're introducing a lot of adjective nouns. Yes, the lone, <laughs> very, very, a lot of capital letters. The yeah. hungry caterpillar and <laughs> Clifford the big red dog. Hey, as someone who has to read the hungry caterpillar <laughs> basically multiple times a day at this point, really, uh, I can say that I can say that 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 thing's no joke. Is that Chloe's favorite <laughs> at the moment? Is it? It is. She loves it. Yeah, she loves it. I love that that book is still just enduring i mean how it's old is it now it's a classic you you don't realize until you because i mean obviously you know we all read these books when we're kids and you know many of us uh you know don't go on to have kids of our own so we don't sort of go back and revisit them but then you go back and revisit these books as you're reading them to your children and you're like oh i get it this book's about counting and names of fruit <laughs> <laughs> like like that's what it's about. It's, it's, on on Monday he ate through one apple. On Tuesday he ate through two pears. Like you know, that's that's what that that book's about. It's about counting to five and the names of some very common fruit that kids are going to have. <laughs> well, nineteen sixty nine. And some really specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, so, it just keeps going. Like, yeah, like that's it's a 50, very simple. Fifty year old yeah. book. It's very simple and very effective. It's and and the, the cadences of it are very easy to read, which you would be surprised how many children's books are really like clunky when you when you try and read them out loud. Like it's like no one actually sat down and tried to read them out loud. I think because they think people buy any old shit for their kids. I don't know. It's weird, but I want to. Turns out it's hard to write kids a books. I want to write yeah. a kids book. I don't know if I could be succinct enough, but um, maybe we should write. A kids' books too. 
Maybe, maybe, I should should. Write, maybe I should write a book for Chloe Giantsbane, and then you can tell me how it goes. She can be the test market. That's it. And then yeah, I she could, can be the, your test market. She's yeah. very discerning, so she will... <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a snob. She's a book snob. I get it, Stu. Uh, it's absolutely, okay. yeah. She's got favourites, and that's important. <laughs> so we'll see if I could write something, and you can go, this is from Auntie Natalie, and she can be like, no. <laughs> and then I'll cry. I'll cry. Uh, but yes, I would love anything that you wrote. So uh, she is not a timeless child, but that's what I wrote down. We've got a lot of adjective nouns. Yes. Um, and then I wrote buried Tardis older, like on the inside. It had the round window things. Well, think, younger, I surely, think, because I mean that, oh, that's a, that's an yeah. earlier style of. Sorry, Tardis. I meant older in our timeline of Doctor Who watching. Uh, not yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Younger in the world of Doctor Who. I think Greg has a theory about that, so at some point I'll call him out and you can talk theories because I'm sure you'll have them. Um, I was about to say, I, we could probably keep like theory speculation to Greg and I because, yeah, I, I'm sure he has ideas. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down <laughs> the Jadoon, and there was a woman Jadoon, which was great. The doctors yes. went, look, woman to woman. <laughs> oh, look, this this show has just gone too woke and progressive for me, Natalie. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're like, even the space rhinos have to be women now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Ruth was like, space rhinos. I just saw space rhinos. But then the way that she just sort of confronted them and was like, hey, don't do this, and was quite calm, uh, was a bit of an indication, I guess, of maybe inner doctorness. But uh, in hindsight. I, yeah. I wrote, sad Jodie did some acting. I don't mean that to sound cruel, but I thought she was. <laughs> No, but I thought she was great in this episode because she was... She was very good, yes. Yeah, she was physically, and I think her physical presence was dwarfed by Joe Martin, who I think is the name of the actor playing... Yes, yeah, yeah, Ruth, uh, Joe Martin, yeah. Ruth Doctor, Doctor Ruth. Uh, she is was taller, she was more imposing uh, than Jodie Whittaker. She's like, and I love the way she was like, I don't turn into that... <laughs> and, you know, she was, uh, like, she she wasn't, Jodie Whittaker's very active. She loves running, all that sort of thing. Uh, I felt yeah. Joe Martin was very, like, I am, she had a very commanding presence. She was calm. Yes. She was authoritative. Still had a bit of cheekiness, like, when she had the gun and the doctor was like, the doctor does not use guns. And she's like, I know, get out. Like, I'm faking, you know. I know, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know, shut up. There was that lovely kind of commanding presence but still a bit of cheekiness yeah and, it was she's definitely the doctor this is the thing yeah, like she, and, she nailed it yeah and she was just so great to watch going from ruth who was a lovely woman kind happy kind of like neighborhood giving people flyers saying hey come take my tour a little bit you know trying to make this work and then into look i'm back here's the problem this is who i am you know and explaining the doctor what the doctor is and what the TARDIS is to the doctor was great yes and, I know and, it's always good uh and and the <laughs> and well see I haven't watched too many crossover doctor episodes I suppose maybe the 50th anniversary one uh but yeah well even I mean the, the most recent one that I can think of is when is in uh the husbands of River Song where River Song uh steals the TARDIS and the doctor is with her but she doesn't recognize Peter Capaldi's doctor and so she's telling him all about the TARDIS and he's sort of sitting there going, oh, really? Tell me all about it. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a fun dynamic where someone is there and doesn't realise that the Doctor is the Doctor and yeah. explaining things that the Doctor knows. Yeah, that's true. 
so it was just a lovely and and Jody being so kind of mind blown by the whole thing and, yeah. and, and having that genuine reaction of, but I know my past, I know who I've been. Um, I wonder though, I love the fact that they went, oh, there's been an earlier woman doctor. So it's not weird. This has happened before. <laughs> and also that she was a black woman and that's significant as well, of course. It's, it's hugely significant. Uh, but I, I wonder a bit, does that take, I, I get, I'm just a hypothetical, you know, devil's advocate. Does that somewhat take away from the fact that we have, a first, our first female doctor, and now she's been retconned out of being the first female doctor. I know that's like not in real life. Jodie Whittaker is still the first female. doctor. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I but, that's what I feel is that yeah, it, it's in real life. Jodie Whittaker was the first like woman to play the role, yes. and so Joe Martin has come along and has the distinction of being the first person of color to play the role. Yeah, that is um, true. So in her own way, that is going to be a big deal, and for that very reason, this better not be a trick. Um, Chris Chibnall has been out this, this week, um, and did an interview and he said, you know, talking about like this big twist, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, and I'll quote this. I, I brought this quote up because I wanted to say it. He says, the important thing to say is she is definitely the doctor. There's not a sort of parallel universe going on. There's no tricks. Joe Martin is the doctor. That's why we gave her the credit at the end, which all new doctors have the first time you see them. John Hurt got that credit. Hmm. Right? So he's been very firm that she is the Doctor. It's not an alternate universe. It's not a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey situation. Yeah. According to him, unless he's lying. And it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, uh, Russell T. Davies famously, uh, in the lead-up to Series 3, where the Master came back for the first time, was telling everyone who'd listen, often unprompted, that he hated the Master as a character and he'd never bring him back in the new show. Yeah, but as we know, right? and then Russell and, Davies and then lies. Of course, Russell T. Davies lies through his teeth. Yeah. So does Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat often in interviews in the lead-up to uh, you know, big events in the show would just lie through his teeth and just say the absolute opposite in hindsight of what actually happened. Mm. Um, if this is Chibnall lying and it turns out that the Joe Martin Doctor is not really the Doctor, that's going to get some blowback because I, there's oh, been yeah. a there's been a strong positive reaction to her, this development mm -hmm. people have reacted really positively there hasn't been a massive like negative reaction that i've seen i think i think the sun newspaper over in britain posted a weird article and there was a lot of people on like in the comments of that article saying like oh this is just another example of the show going too woke and it, it's terrible now but <laughs> Overall, most people have been stoked about this. Like honestly, Layla, most people have been really happy, and, yeah, and I, so they should I, be because I get it. It was such a lovely surprise, and it's such, such an amazing twist. Yeah, um, and she's so good straight away. Like again, yeah, like just she, it's as soon as you see her in that costume, you're like, oh damn, that's the Doctor. Yeah, and, and then and everything she, had she does after touch. She, she had the little touch yeah. of the yellow shirt underneath because it was a very yes. classic kind of. Sort of a slightly flamboyant three-piece suit sort of effect. Yeah, she's got a cool little uh, navel-looking peacoat sort of thing. Yeah, but then ensemble. she had that little flash of yellow. And then underneath that shirt. little flash of color, yeah. Yeah, and and there was a. Um, it's a great outfit. It's it's a really great outfit. I like it. Of... I, something the hot take. I like it more than Jodie Whittaker's yeah, costume. <laughs> for sure, it's way more doctory. 
Like, and she even made that comment of like, I turn into that all rainbows and trousers that don't fit. But that's very that's very um, multi doctor. That they well, always that true, they always yeah. criticize and, and needle each other. Yeah. Uh, so I um, wondered because I was just reading up. There's not a lot about Joe Martin on Wikipedia. She's obviously not been particularly prominent uh, outside of the UK, I guess. Before the I get the impression some soaps and things from the look. Yeah, she she's been a working actor yeah. in the UK for a long time. <laughs> um, but I understand she's of Jamaican heritage, so I'm pondering whether that's kind of yellow was a nod. Because, you know, they say the doctors get to influence their... Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. But is, is it a yellow shirt? I, I got more of the impression. It was like a... It's like a multicolour. It's a multicolour yeah, shirt. Yeah, like yellow with red. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like, I've got like magenta and stuff in there as well. Like there's... Let me see if I can... I'm, I'm just sure looking at a picture. Now too. picture. Yeah, there there is yellow, but there's like there's like like hot pink and a bit of blue and stuff in there. It's a bit of it's a bit of a rainbow color. Yeah, but it's which is why it, it makes I'm a comment about rainbows on Jodie Whittaker. But she's got it's got like print on it, and it it sort of has a uh it's it's got a very bright. That's why I'm sort of thinking that maybe that was her because Jamaican uh you know culture has a lot of color in terms of outfits and mm. things like that. From totally, my knowledge, yeah. I don't mean to essentialize or make make comments but i thought that that was a real i don't know i felt like oh, that man, would i'm be just i'm looking i'm looking her. at the costume i'm yeah. just looking at this costume it's so great it's amazing it's, it's really really good it's so good <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit horatio nelson isn't it with that a that, little bit yeah, yeah. That waistcoat with the buttons with the, with the buttons, buttons down the front it's very navel yeah so good and see but if you look at her cuffs i've got a photo up of her and jodie whittaker standing next to each other and if you look at joe martin's because i don't know what to call her like the doctor if you look at the doctor versus the doctor but if you look at <laughs> if you look at joe martin's doctor she's got orange on one cuff and like pink and blue on the other so yeah you know the whole shirt it's just the the outfit is very doctory with a bit of like colin baker colored flair if, if yeah I, exactly you know. yeah yeah there's just, there's just a hint of flair underneath and it's it's very yeah it's very very sort of a, a dark a strikingly dark blue yeah and she wears color, yeah. really cool glasses like she's yeah really the glasses are awesome glasses, and her hair she's tied her hair back up and <laughs> it's in dreads so there's like so many elements uh culturally i feel like coming through that i feel like she probably influenced i certainly hope she did yeah, totally. that's, yeah. that's what i've read that doctors get to have a say in how they look as the doctor so i'll have to look up whether she uh how much say she had but i just thought it was mm. everything about it is like like jody Whittaker's doctor i'm her outfit is a bit eh, but yeah joe martin's was just like so like brass buttons she brass buttons yeah, yeah i know it's great it's so good like as soon as and she even has that that little moment where she goes to the um after she cracks the glass she goes to the to the to the wardrobe and sort of picks out her outfit again, and you know, it just ah, oh, it's so good. That's, it's yeah, really that's good. That's right. That's right. Um, but yes, back that this all came from my point of going. I thought Jodie Whittaker was great because she had some real. It, she got to really show her acting chops and what she is great mm. at, and like things like Broadchurch was this kind of being bewildered and being overwhelmed and being like, yes. <laughs> what am I dealing with? Yeah, I can't and, even. I can't even think back to her role in Broadchurch anymore it's so it's so like she's been the doctor for so long now it's like oh yeah she was Beth Latimer <laughs> yeah and she was very uh English rose brown hair yeah you know very sweet and nice but that whole series about is about her being overwhelmed 
it, I think mm. it's only in the third season where she gets a bit of agency back and she becomes a support person for, for victims of, of crime. Mm. And all of a sudden she's, you know, doing some good. The other, the first two series are just her being all like, bah. like, fair enough, of course, it's all about the murder of her child. But yeah, yeah totally. it's like, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, and and Jodie Whittaker does that really well. She, yeah. So anyway, you should go through your list. <laughs> yes, okay. I'll go through my list very quickly. It actually wasn't that long. Uh, I basically wrote, uh, holy shit, in all caps. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote, uh, no, seriously, holy shit. <laughs> uh, she is the doctor. Captain Jack is back. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, and I keep forgetting to say that, but yeah, so good. Yeah. I mean, I mean this, should this we is talk about? Should we just talk about his appearance? Because he, he's got some sort of intergalactic scoop that is fixing on the doctor he's trying to scoop up the doctor yeah i i didn't quite get and, and it, i i've watched it twice now and so I, I got a bit of a clearer sense but obviously like when you watch it the first time you you're so swept up in the idea that like it's captain jack captain jack's back yeah because when i first saw that set i was like well is this a tardis it looks like a tardis like it's very tardisy there's a center console and it, it's it's very big but it's it yeah, feels tardisy. It looked too clinical to be a tardis for me. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I was like, oh, the TARDIS what is this? What is this? Is kind of full of shit, in my opinion. And the doctor even says, uh, Jack even says, like, like he's stolen it, like it's not his ship. Oh yeah, true. Um, but I, I wasn't clear on where he'd stolen it from, and they were in the middle of a battle for some reason. Yeah, he was being chased, and he was under attack. Yeah, and so for for some reason, after a long, long time, he decided to reach out and try and contact the Doctor again, but he kept scooping up the companions instead, which is a great little... But, like, was he going through time or was he going through space? Like, was he in a spaceship above Earth trying to scoop down in the present day or was he scooping through time? That wasn't very I, Well, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I, I, the impression that I got was that it was through space and that he was somewhere else, but like he was he was off somewhere. He wasn't like in Earth orbit. Yeah. But that wasn't clear first off, because I thought that he'd somehow gotten into Earth orbit and therefore was under attack from the Jadoon, who were in, like enforcing ah, the planetary yeah. curfew. But I don't think so. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's a bit unclear. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, OK, the, the episode kind of is, is racing along so quickly, it doesn't really have time to sort of explain what the hell's yeah, going on there. Yeah, it's like wibbly wobbly, Jack's around. Yeah, Jack's around. Jack's back. It's so awesome. Jack can do you know? this. Yeah, Look it's over great. Here. He has, he has an amazing entrance. Questions. He's like, you missed me, right? And yeah. He appears in a flash of light with a theatrical flourish. It's perfect, Jack. Yeah. I love, I and love Jack Harkness. And probably perfect John Barrowman as well. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's very little... I get the impression there's very little uh, daylight between the character of Jack Harkness yeah. and the actor John Barrowman. <laughs> uh, he definitely inhabits that character. Um, but, yeah, no, and um, they, they, have you heard about, like, how they sort of got him there? So they they brought him to Cardiff to film, and there was, like, huge amounts of secrecy. And it didn't get out. Like, they, they were very yeah. effective. There was, like, massive amounts of secrecy. And he threw everyone off the scent by – he's, he's very active on social media, obviously. He's one of yeah. those guys. Um, he threw everyone off the scent by saying he was in Cardiff to do a home renovation on a property he owned nearby to the point where he ended up doing that home renovation. Right? Oh. So he – he renovated a house as a smokescreen for him appearing on Doctor <laughs> Who. That's great. Which is incredible. Like, that's fantastic. He must have um, thought this is great timing. I've been meaning to redo the kitchen, so... Yeah, that's it, exactly. 
Um, he gives the he gives the warning like he he flirts with all the companions, which is great. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, he picks favorites, he, which is great. He loves that. He Ryan picks favorites. Mouthy. He picks Ryan. Loves loves Ryan. Loves Ryan. Loves mouthy Ryan because of course he does. Um, and then uh, he gives them the warning. Uh, so it, he doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, no, but it's great to have him he's back. He's literally a plot device. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, hello, and here's some plot. He's a plot device a plot. and a smokescreen. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he exists to distract from the bigger reveal that will come later in the episode. Yeah, but also he's there to deliver, you know, hey, here's, here's we're cranking into... What, this is episode five, isn't it? Are we doing ten this yes. season or thirteen again? Ten, ten, this, ten this season. So this is, this is this is midway. Wow. So he's so, gone, right, yeah. here's where we're up to for... So halfway through the season, they've pulled the rug out from under the season and, and we're into the serious business end of the season. Yeah. Which is um, cool, which means we'll yeah. be, you know, it'll be cool to keep podcasting. <laughs> yes, Hooray. it will. <laughs> but he warns the Doctor about, uh, you know, uh, the lone Cyberman. and yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting what he says because he says... Um, he does say at one point that there was an alliance in the future and they sent something back in time to deal with the lone Cyberman. Yes. So I wonder if that's the timeless child. Is that right? That going to tie in or it's the same thing. The timeless child became the lone Cyberman. Yeah. But, but the thing is like, this is the thing. There's no suggestion that Jack will be back this season. Right, yeah, like, like they've been just very, very just been vague. One cameo, but then you wouldn't need to do a full yeah. home renovation for one, essentially twenty-minute well, cameo. Well, exactly. This is the thing. Everyone's been very quiet about when exactly he's been. Like John Barrowman has been giving interviews saying, "No, that was it. Like it was fun. Like it was a couple of days, and you know, it was good to be. It's great to be back on the show. Um, you know, hopefully they'll have me back again sometime." It's like. That feels like he's lying. It, <laughs> it just feels like because either I mean you've got to bring him back in the finale, surely. He's got to meet Jodie Whittaker. That was yeah. The he's got to dangled, meet Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. He said this I got to see, and he did. This see I got to see. He yeah. got eaten by nano genes or something. Yeah. Well, oh, he was getting attacked by nano genes, so he took off. But he like did he go or was he just consumed by them? Because it felt like he was trying to say something, and then he was like, ah, he's gone. Uh, no, no, he, no, he uh, transported away. Oh, did he? But uh, I did like that it was nanogenes, because that was in the episodes where we first met him. Yeah, exactly. And... Yeah, he says, oh, it's yeah. always nanogenes. That was really cool. Because <laughs> they're still two of my favourite episodes ever of yeah, this oh, show. Yeah, yeah, the Doctor, yeah. Uh, I love them so much. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, Captain Jack, great. Captain Jack. Great to see him back. Continue what a, what a wonderful list. use of the thing. Continue with um, your list. Uh, I loved uh, the platoon of Jadoon near the moon, oh, no, and then no. later on a, a platoon of Jadoon near that lagoon. <laughs> it's more of a canal, really. Yeah, more of a canal. <laughs> right. That was really great. So good. Do you know that? Do you know the backstory behind this? I didn't know this until I was like hearing stuff about uh, this episode. So people people have been saying like, apparently, and I don't know whether this is an urban legend or not, but apparently, the reason that those aliens are called the Jadoon. And that there's lines in Smith and Jones where they where they appear first that it's it's, it's a platoon of Jadoon on the moon, is because that ooh sound was the hardest thing for David Tennant to say in an estuary accent. Oh really? Right. Apparently, it's one of the hardest things for him as a Scottish yeah. native 
to say in the estuary accent that he was using as the doctor, right? Saying Jadoon instead of Jadoon or something like, like, you know, like, cause obviously the Oon, 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 you know, that that's a very Scottish, you know, uh, diphthong. Uh, so, uh, apparently, apparently Russell T Davies put that in there basically just to mess with David Tennant. (laughs) Um, as basically like a vocal exercise. He's like, Oh yeah. see, See how you go with this one. Um, you know, so I love that. I think that's fantastic. I love that this episode sort of calls back to it. It basically uses the the excuse that the doctor just likes saying Jadoon. Yeah. <laughs> Platoon of Jadoon near a lagoon. Yeah, that, near a lagoon. That More of a canal, fine. really. Shut up, yeah. shut up. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, no. That was good. Um, uh, the companions were fine. In this episode, I wrote. Well, they had a great uh, big moment of love at the end, didn't they? Where the Doctor was like, yeah, you don't know did. me, I'm a terrible person, or Time Lord, or whatever. And they're like, no, we're your family. Doesn't matter what you've done, we're here for you now. Yeah, I may have taken out a couple of planets and killed millions. That's okay, we're fine. I ran over a cat once. Okay, no, just, <laughs> we're still here, we're your family. I really stop like Nickelback. Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought that was a really nice uh, scene, and it's something that it's something that probably should have happened in season one at some stage. Yeah, uh, and, they, but, and you know, she'd always called them fam, and they went, "Yeah, we're not friends, we're family." Yeah, and 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 that that and I, that that was the final point is that my, the the final thing that I wrote down was that the fam finally earned that that name. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they they kind of came through for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which I thought was really nice. It's a really nice way, and then, and then. In in a very this era of Doctor Who moment, they then immediately bounce to the next adventure, which is interesting. Well, was that the next adventure or was that a continuation? Because she said, like, something's coming for me. The time is playing loops. There was the Master no, was sure, back. No, sure, sure, yeah. But and then at the very end of the episode. Else you mentioned the Master was back. Something Master's else. back. And the, then the, the, the Lone Cyberman is coming. Something, Something's coming. Um, but but then at the very end of the episode... Um... Oh, she did say... Sorry. Uh, she did say... They said, who are the Cybermen? She's like, one of the most dangerous species I've encountered. <laughs> and then something about the Daleks. Like, almost as bad as the Daleks or something. Then Ryan says, oh, well, I can't wait to meet, meet them. them. And it's like, yeah, they have no idea the kind of shit that she normally sees. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they've dealt with they've dealt with some dangerous stuff, but, you know, they haven't, they haven't really dealt with the Daleks and they definitely haven't dealt with the Cybermen. Yeah. So... That they're yet to face a proper nasty threat. Well, so... they face the master, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. That's a good point. Although the master's sort of a little bit different from like alien races that that yeah, true. want to do stuff. But um, but no, I was talking about the the very end of the episode where uh the TARDIS does an alert signal, uh, and she goes, you know, <laughs> you're siding with them. You're trying to distract me. Oh yeah, uh, right. Because um, she doesn't. She hasn't really been talking to the TARDIS much. That's exactly what Greg yeah. went. He was so happy. He was like, she talked to the TARDIS. We yeah. You know, even um, even Joe Martin's doctor sort of said, you know, get, w- strode into her console room, which looks amazing, by the way, um, and sort of said, come on, old girl, time to wake up. You're bit, you're a bit sleepy after so long underground. You know, like, and talk to her TARDIS. I don't know why that's such an integral part of, like, the Dr. TARDIS relationship, mm. but it is. And Jodie Whittaker doesn't really do it. So the fact that she actually, like, was talking directly to the TARDIS, I thought was really cool. It's, it's just it's just something that ties her into the show uh, in, in a really cool way. And then she says, oh, 
three different three different alerts uh, on on three different continents. You know, probably not related, but maybe they are. Yeah. Quick look. You know, and then and then next episode is her, I think, uh, investigating those things. Oh, okay. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong, and that might be different, but uh, yeah. So it's a very this era of the show for them to bounce straight into the next episode before this episode's even finished. So finally, before I call Greg in, who was Gat? <laughs> Gat? Gant? Gat. Gat. G A T. Uh, Gat. Gat. So what what was her jig? Uh, so she is a Time Lord operative, Time uh, presumably from the uh, God. And I want to I'm going to forget the acronym now, but it it's a very in the extended universe. There's a there's basically the Time Lord Black Ops, really? uh, who are called the CIA, what? and there's there's like a spacey ac- spacey acronym for it. Um, Celest- oh, Celestial Intelligence Agency. Ah. Um. But basically, basically, Time Lord Black Ops, and yes. they they do the nasty, dirty work in time, and I I have a theory about that. Uh, well, we, it's not it's not stated that that's what Gat is, but they do say that she's a Time Lord operative. So take from that what you will. Hmm. She's not a Time Lord though. No, no, she's a Time Lord. Oh. She's she's Gallifreyan. Yeah. But that not all Gallifreyans are Time Lords. No, that's true, but but I, I think they they do refer to her as a time lord at, at one point. Oh, do they? Well, they yeah. also the doctor did her memory trick thing, so we've been seeing mm. her putting brains and stuff. So that was obviously all building up to this. So she showed her Gallifrey burning. Yes. And they're like, that's not that's not happened. So this doctor is obviously a an earlier doctor. But maybe. Maybe. Oh, you think she might be a future doctor? But she would remember Jodie Whittaker then. One would think. Well, would she? Well, wouldn't she? I mean, we know that mind wipes are a thing. We've seen the Doctor mind wipe multiple people this season alone. Uh, but can you mind wipe like a Time Lord? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> I just wouldn't have thought that you could... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is the thing. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know how they're going to resolve this. There feels to me like, like a one like the one theory about where this is all headed seems very plausible to me, which means it's probably not going to happen. But I, I do want to sort of talk about it. So what is that? What is that theory? Quickly, because then I'll put Greg on. I want to. Yes. Hear well, it I first. mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. So because I'm using headphones, so I can't hear you speak when Greg's on. No, totally, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me so now, and then I can see his reaction when you tell him. There's a couple of there's a couple of plausible theories. The one that I like. Is that there's there's still one hole in the Doctor's regenerations that we've seen, which is that we never saw Patrick Troughton, the second Doctor, regenerate into John Pertwee, the third Doctor. Oh, didn't we? Right, that that, that did not happen on screen, and okay. as a result, there is a long-running fan theory that instead of immediately forcing a regeneration on the Doctor. The Time Lords forced the Doctor to work for them, doing their dirty work for a while, before exiling him on Earth as John Pertwee. Oh. Right? So, and, and that's, that's backed up by all sorts of things in the original series that is basically just people reading between the lines and, and you know, connecting stuff that was never meant to be connected because this is a long-running show yeah. that basically has 
plot holes that we all just choose to ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if you do enough, you know, uh, mental it, work. But you the can thing find... is, this is the thing. So so previously, like obviously, the War Doctor existed because they could they could find that hole between the Eighth and the Ninth Doctor. We never saw yeah. the Eighth Doctor regenerate into the Ninth Doctor. So yeah. there was a space, and they filled that space with the War Doctor. There is still a space between Pertwee and Troughton, the second and third Doctors. Yeah. So there's a space there, and that would so, mean... So like the Dirty Doctor. The Dirty Doctor, like, like the Doctor, and she says she has a job. It's a job that she doesn't like, and it's not one you can leave, but she tried yeah. to. Ran That's away. She did say that, yeah. Yeah, she tried to. She ran away, and it would explain why the Time Lords are trying to find her again if she was being punished for stealing a TARDIS and running away. So, question then. Mm. Does this mean that if that Doctor is... Uh, if we see them transform, will we finally get what all the fans have wanted, which is Sean Pertwee playing... Sean Pertwee as the third Doctor? Playing... Maybe. Maybe this is a way to been, get him in. That's been something that's been floating around for years. Like, people going, when are you going to... Particularly after the William Hartnell thing, when they got Walter Frey... To play William Hartnell, they're like, well, surely you've got to get Sean Pertwee to pay, play his dad. Yeah, because when he dresses up and does the voice, it's uncanny. It is. Yeah, yeah. That. He's done it. He's done it for um, like Halloween a couple of times, and it's uncanny. He do, he basically does an impression of his dad because he doesn't sound anything like his dad because his dad had a very sort of received pronunciation and a weird lisp uh, in <laughs> hindsight, but. Um, he does a, He does an impression of his dad, and he's got the the costume on, and it's like, oh crap! It's it's the third Doctor. <laughs> so, you know, they are missing a trick if they don't somehow convince him to come back. Well, that could lead to that, you know, special. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, if we see this, this could this could happen. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's very interesting. Does There's the, other theories. Tom as to, Baker as to and Peter Davison. Do they all have sons that look like them? <laughs> that are actors. <laughs> Yeah, Peter Davison's son is David Tennant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> we we already got that. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to call Greg over because he was so excited. Like I can't tell you the oh, joy God. it was to to even though it was a bit confusing him yelling holy shit and stuff. He was so excited <laughs> like Christmas morning. Uh, so I will put Greg on and you can discuss more theories. Absolutely. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know what she's on about, Stu. <laughs> I found it so quite Greg, a... I mean, the, the big question that everyone wants to know is, are you going to keep watching the show? Oh, look, I don't, I don't know. That was a bit derivative episode. I felt it didn't really advance <laughs> the plot at all. It just kind of just did the same rubbish it normally does day after day. <laughs> no, I can't do this anymore. It was amazing. It was the best thing in the world. In fact, I'm going to put it up there as one of the best modern era Doctor Who episodes. Like, it's, wow, it's, that's a it's, big call. It's a big call. Look, there are good ones. And if you probably said, what about this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, I'd say, well, yes, they're obviously better. But it's the best Jodie Whittaker one by miles. And it's better than most of the Capaldi ones too. Like, it's really, really good. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Making a big call there. Um, heaven, heaven sent? Um, oh, but that's, one, that's the... The Confession Dial episode? Yes, that's that's a good episode, but that's That's a fantastic episode, Greg. Yeah, Come on. No, I um I think it's a good it's it's one of those interesting ones. It's a great bit of sci fi, it's not a good Doctor Who episode. Oh no, I think it's an amazing Doctor Who episode. Oh interesting. No, there you go. So I it's really, the I... Doctor who, the, the relentless 
the relentless doctor, the, the one who will never, ever, ever give up until he gets what he needs and saves his friend. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But like, to me, that, yeah, hmm, yeah, look, I don't know. It, it, look, it's really good. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm damning it with faint praise, but it's, but it's, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, I feel like I'm arguing for the sake of it. It's a very good episode. I, it is. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I think it's, it's self, it's self-possessed in a way that this era of the show has not been. Mm. It's very confident. Yes. And it, it does things, it does things so, um, so self-assuredly that it's like watching a different show. Yeah. And what I love about they're like, hey, you guys said you wanted callbacks to the old stuff. Well, here it is. But instead of getting, <laughs> here instead we of, go. And, and and I kind of went, oh, that's nice, you know. And and, and Captain Jack turned up, and I was like, oh, how cool is that? And I had this, oh, that's nostalgic and nice. Like I liked seeing him, but I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Captain <laughs> Jack. I went, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, don't get mawkish and weird. Don't get nostalgic. Like don't go too far. And then. When Captain Jack's return is the least important thing that happens yes. in an episode, and I was like, "Oh, you've done very well to go." You thought this was the important thing. You thought that was the big reveal. You've yeah. seen nothing yet, kids. Uh, and and then when Joe Martin turned into the Doctor, I was just like, "What is going on in my life right now? Like, what is?" Yeah. Well, uh, what what is what is these, what are these feelings I'm what feeling? Is, what is this reality that I'm in? And 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 everyone's much cleverer than me. And and uh, I I wasn't even thinking Chameleon Archers until the moment she got to break the glass. Yeah. And then you heard a voice. Now I haven't I can't remember, but you could hear a voice going break the glass. And I was trying to work out whose voice that was. Um, I don't think it's hers. I think it's a man's voice, unless I'm remembering mm. it correctly. I'm intrigued by that. That was I was like, ooh, whose voice is that? Uh, and then she breaks the glass because my first thought was, oh, it's the master. Because they, yes, they that, that was that, my first thought too. And they dropped that in earlier on, and like, oh, I'm looking for the master, and I can't find him because you know oh, he's yes, a million exactly. Arched. Yeah. And and I was oh cool. This episode chameleon... is so good at misdirection. Oh, mm, mm. uh, so, some of it's quite. I mean, just to crap on it for a moment. I love the fact they went, who's the fugitive? Let's introduce all like this old woman, and then kill her, and then this creepy guy in the cafe, and we'll kill him, and then Lee, and, then, and like you just introduced all these characters, and we know you're gonna pick him off one by one until we get to the fugitive. My thought was <laughs> it's the Doctor, and I was right, but I wasn't right about which Doctor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, come on, come on, point... Jody, it's you. It's obviously you. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it exactly. Such... They're obviously yeah, searching for you. I'm the, so much the, smarter the... than the Doctor. The Doctor hasn't even worked out it's her. What an idiot. No, no, <laughs> well, no. Well, I, I noticed. <laughs> I, I watched it just before we came on and recorded, and there's a there's a, a transition where where with Jack and the companions. And he's he's saying, oh, you know, uh, I can't seem to get a lock on her. And then he turns around and, to them and says, is she safe? Yes. And it's a hard cut to Ruth. Yes, yes. Oh, you know? wow. And oh, you don't okay. even notice it the first time no. around because you're just like, oh, well, that's where the doctor is. Yeah, that's hilarious. That Not even that. thinking. You know, a few things oh, like God, that. The second so time good. I watched it, the, she starts and Ruth's looking really scared, uh, like no, really yeah. nervous. She's biting her lip and her clock says eight o'clock and it's, it's going to eight. And, I'm, and the second time I watched it, I went, that's got to mean something. I'm sure that's not just a random, maybe I'm just looking, for, I don't know. It's just something, I don't know what it is yet, but I was like, why do they focus so much on this clock in the morning at this time? Or is she just lost in her memories or lack of memories or something like that? I mean, I guess, I mean, well, they focus on a, on a watch to say that she's connected to time. Yeah, I, it, it you know? could be that simple. And it's eight in the morning because it's morning time. and she's Yeah, and it's breakfast. eight in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just, in hindsight, it's a very obvious shot to start on. Yes. But you, you basically <laughs> don't even clock it. I, I didn't no. even, like, 
I didn't pick it out initially. It was sort of like, okay, we're, that's a establishing shot, weirdly, and then, oh, okay, well, we're in this lady's day. Like, like yeah. we're following this lady for a bit. She seems fine, a little bit boring. Like, I'm not sure why we're spending so much time with yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was nervous because Lee was shifty, and she was aware of that something was up, even though she wasn't aware that something was up. Uh, so, so she's in a relationship with this guy, and he's a shifty bugger. And yeah. and I was like, oh, this poor woman's worked out something. Her life's weird because it's covered in aliens, and, but she's having a mind erased, which is technically true. Uh, also, you know, there's some stuff going on around her, and she can't quite fathom what it is, but it's obviously gnawing at her soul. And mm. and all these things are correct, but not yes, the way yes, I thought. You were you were right, <laughs> and this is the thing. But but that's the thing. So you and I, you and I, as the savvy uh, television viewers we are, yeah. are looking for this stuff. Mm. But the episode does just enough to throw you your eyes two degrees to the left yep. so that you don't pick it up straight away. You don't pick up the yep. thing you're supposed to pick up. You, you're picking up the stuff you think is important. You're like, oh, oh so this is a thing, and, and that, that might be a thing, and blah, blah, blah. You know, But it, it, we're not looking where we're supposed to be looking. No, it's, um, it's, it's perfect which is, It's just so – yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's just so good. It's layers and layers yeah. of misdirection in the best way. It's not obvious – yeah. Even on a on, and on a repeat viewing, you see exactly what they're doing. Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's I started laughing when Matt was delightful. watching. I, I just started giggling at certain points, going, yeah. "Oh my goodness, that was so it's so obvious now that I know what's about Absolutely. to happen." Like, um, like I, I don't know what I don't know whether you were listening to me talking to Natalie earlier, but I was saying that um, uh, when Lee goes to get the cake from creepy coffee shop man mm. uh, in in uh, just before the doctor shows up, you know, he says to him, you know. He says, you want to go outside? He's like, look, what is your problem? Yes. You know, like, you know, you're always doing that. Every time I come in here, you want to take it outside. It's just ridiculous. Mm. And then he mutters under his breath to himself, oh, humans. Humans, yes. Right? Yes. And you don't <laughs> notice it the first yep. time round because as he's saying that, the doctor shows up. I'm confused by that slightly. That Not not the humans bit. I did, I did pick up on the second time, humans. Uh I was surprised that Lee didn't clock the TARDIS noise. Well, he uh, seems to. He seems to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he would know what that sounds like. He, that, it's that such a noise. Oh, yeah, to him. Yeah. And, and and I was like, later on, when I realised who he was, he was a Gallifreyan companion. I went, <laughs> that's odd. That's my only like. How did he not realise that was the sound of the TARDIS? And if not, like, freak out for a moment, thinking that you know Ruth's done a runner. And then, and then the doctor, would, <laughs> but that would give away the doctor, I guess, too quickly. And he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he kind of did. He work it out because he went, "You're the clever one. You're the one in charge. I can see the intelligence in your eyes." So he's he automatically gravitates to Jodie Whittaker's doctor, and and he and he, he kind of picks up on something in her. Yeah, um, but, but it's it's not that he's. I don't I don't think he realizes that she's Gallifreyan, or certainly not the not that she's the doctor. But he seems to recognize that she is operating with knowledge that mm. the other, like the companions aren't, for example. Yes, yes. Um, but <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about is how does this Doctor fit into continuity? Yes. Because, yes. and again, I don't know whether you whether I don't know whether you heard me say, did you hear me like read the Chibnall quote out a little bit earlier? No, I didn't. Um, so, so Chris Chibnall has been out today, and I'll say it again for the benefit of yourself and anyone who wasn't paying attention earlier. <laughs> so he, he, he literally said... Um, that the the doctor is the doctor, mm -hmm. um, and it's and not Joe Martin. Doctor is the doctor. Joe Martin is 
the doctor. They give yes. her a credit and everything. So the the exact quote is this. So he, he was speaking to the to the mirror, and he said, the important thing to say is she is definitely the doctor. Mm. There's not a sort of parallel universe going on. There's no tricks. Mm. Joe Martin is the doctor. That's why we gave her the credit at the end, which all new doctors have the first time you see them. John Hurt got that credit. Mm. Okay, all right. Which feels very definitive. Could be a lie, right? But uh... could be a lie. He could be a lie. <laughs> they all lie. They all lie. All but... the showrunners lie all the time. Can I tell you my first theory, which I don't think it exists? I've, it's like this is the first thing that shot to my brain, and that was what I was tweeting about. I've always wanted in the story the master and the doctor to have a big fight, fall off a cliff or next to an explosion or something, and then regenerate together and not know which one was which. Right, okay. And I've always wanted to they hit the ground, they hit the heads, they die, they regenerate, and they're like, who are you? I'm the Doctor. No, I'm the Doctor. And one's lying and one isn't. And they both mm -hmm. go into the universe as the Doctor. Because then you can't kill one for being the Master. or Because no, I'm the Doctor. No, I'm the Doctor. Because they're both clever. And... And even to the point where I was thinking, maybe the doctor doesn't know if the doctor's the doctor. Maybe I'm the master. And no, I'm a good person, but am I a good person? Is that is that the whole thing? And and I think that's way too complicated. And I don't think it's what's going on here at all. Because <laughs> uh, I was thinking, <laughs> that's I started, a cool idea though. I hadn't. Yeah, that's very I, cool. You, you have this doctor who's like every time the doctor does something bad, she thinks to herself, "Wait, am I the master?" Does like, that mean I'm the master? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, and the masters. I mean, the, the other doctors out there, you know, whichever one's actually the master, you know, indeed it comes down to you're the doctor because you act like the doctor, and that's what makes you the doctor, not that you. Because as the doctor said when she yeah. was eleven, um, eleventh doctor, uh, a good man doesn't need rules, and if you keep pushing me, you find out why I have so many rules. Why I have so many. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh, you're not a good man. You're a you're, you're a you're a warrior and. Uh, and like well, like Johnny Joe Martin Doctor, I was really into that. I read some stuff online and people are angry about how she was. I was like, no, she's the perfect Doctor. She's amazing. Yeah, uh, she's she's very good from the jump. Oh, just amazing! And the fact that she went from being like Ruth as a, I, I thought Ruth was quite a small person. She's all hunched, yeah. and then she stands up. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you don't huge. you don't clock her as an imposing person. No, she's tall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's she and she's w wide with it. Like she has wide shoulders. You know, like, you're big. Like I I can't. Yeah, she's big, very big lady. Uh, and yeah, I just found it quite impressive. But no, she... I like the fact that and uh, she, A, didn't use guns. People are like, she used guns. No, she didn't. She flat out... No, she, I mean, Jodie Whittaker's doctor was like, we don't use guns. Like, yeah, I know. Move your ass. Like, like, I know. Shut yeah, up. Shut up. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. The doctor doesn't use guns, so she's not She's not a monster. And no. then... But she's also got that ruthlessness, haha, uh -huh. <laughs> where she lets someone else die at her hands, but not at her hands. Yes. And I was like, that's... She, she let the other person fall into a trap yes and, and she warned them seventh that it doctor, was a trap seventh doctor did yeah. that kind of, and you're like the doctor's done this before and 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 you're like and it's almost like you go hey everyone see that i gave him a chance i get like, like the 10th yeah. doctor did it i said ragnos queen don't do this or i'll kill you and all your kids i look i'm cut, not cop i'm an innocent man i'm an innocent man i'm gonna drown all your kitties now uh <laughs> and, and you're like no you're a monster you just genocided the ragnos like you know and but but he she can live with herself because she gave everyone a chance to get away knowing yeah, full right. well they would never get away um, and that's Seventh Doctor right out of the gate for me. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, she was the Doctor. At every moment, she was the Doctor. I love the fact they don't like each other. I like the fact that they act, don't like each other's clothes. This is all yes. definitely Doctor stuff. 
Oh, it's um, so good. It's so good. They're like, they immediately, yeah, they, they immediately criticize each other's clothes yeah. and they're like making fun of each other. Yeah, they never like each other. Doctor yeah. never likes no. other regenerations because no. it's how could you, it'd be admitting that you're a downgrade from the one that came before you. Yeah, or, exactly. Or that you're, the one that came after you is better than you and that's bullshit because you're the Doctor. That's so, right, exactly. So you have, you have to go, <laughs> no, you suck and I rock because I'm the Doctor. You know, it's... yeah. Um, yeah, I I was amazed. That my theory is just to go back to what my real theory now is. Mm. I think they're going to annoy a lot of fanboys, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> I think I think a lot of fanboys are going to be real angry. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and why I think it is because of a line Missy said, which is, "I used to know the Doctor when she was a little girl." Yes, and I know. I, and I think here's my crazy theory: mm-hmm. the Doctor doesn't remember. Missy also said, "Oh, which um, when, when she was fighting the Invisible Assassins, like how did he escape, Clara? How did he think, Clara? Think?" And Clara's hanging upside down on the Dalek homeworld on Scaro, and she's like, "Think it through, I'll eat you." And the Missy's like, and she's like, "Okay, the Invisible Assassins are running around, they're firing energy, and he calculates this thing and teleports away using the energy of his that they shot at him, sort of thing." And how does you know he's amazing? And she went, "Which one?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, he's had so many faces. Let's just give him the one." That that you know and you see the fourth doctor and the first doctor and you see all these other doctors run behind pillars what they're implying to me is the doctor's adventures aren't necessarily how he or she remembers them she doesn't remember technically which face she was wearing for some adventures because mm. they're still her now we we, we kind of cry bullshit on that because you know we've all watched them but you go yeah we have watched the ones we've seen uh, I mean, Jodie Whittaker went, I'm over 2,000 years old. I don't even know how old I am anymore. So yeah. she, ha- she has adventures without the companions. So she could be 2001, 5,000, 10,000, who knows? Like, they've really, yeah. they've stopped saying the Doctor is 425 years old anymore. They've gone... Well, they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've really done away with that. She could be, she could be, she's ancient and ageless. Like, she doesn't matter. She's over 2,000 years. Uh I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to, inverted commas, retcon so that she was the first Doctor and that uh, that she grew up as a she grew up as a black woman on Gallifrey and a black woman stole the TARDIS. Uh, if that's not true, if that's not what happens, then my second theory, <laughs> just to fly yes. straight into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. is that William Hartnell stole the TARDIS and yep. ran away because Clara saw him, but even that retcon we can change sure, timelines sure, and can, things can, yep. but but let's just say it was William Hartnell the first Doctor as we understand the first Doctor and steals the TARDIS goes away gets chased by Gat for a long period of time in, in, in adventures we never saw and yeah. was like I can't I'm going to get killed I'm the, and, and she's not as he he's not as experienced at that point and he chameleon arches himself and the master when he when he was um, Yanni Dr. Yanni Dr. Yana? Yeah, Dr. Yana. He said, yeah. I woke up as a baby, or I was found as a baby in the Silver Devastation. So he regenerated or was transformed by the Chameleon Arts. Oh, yes, okay. So, and yeah, grew, yeah. Up, grew up as Yana. He wasn't Yana before he was Yana. Before he, he, he'd never been the master in that body fully. Uh, I don't think he he was a baby found in the silver devastation. So a black yeah. baby child, girl child, so William Hartnell transforms himself into Ruth and hides. That's a great theory. And and this and then I tried to say, does that mean that she's technically the second Doctor, or does that mean that she's Doctor One Point Five? So well, but having said that, we see William Hartnell regenerate on screen into oh, Patrick Troughton. Yes, and I think, if, this, if my theory is correct, Ruth will transform back into William Hartnell. 
Oh, okay. All so right. that's, that's why I think it's a 1.5. Oh, and then they, then they could, and yeah, not that okay. it matters, but if you kind of get, but all the regenerations are out. Because I did, because, um, um, uh, not Gaddis, um, why do I always forget his name now? Um, the last showrunner. Um, Moffat, Stephen Moffat. Moffat. Moffat went, you guys, everyone's stupid, you're all stupid. Uh, he's he did reach the end of his regenerations because he the the tenth doctor regenerated back into himself with his hand. Yes, and, yeah, and yeah. then uh, and that's hang on, there's another one. And and the war doctor. Oh, the war doctor. Yes, that's so, right. So so with, with with the hand regeneration and the war doctor, that made thirteen regenerations. Yes, and that means the eleventh yeah. doctor is technically the twelfth doctor. And no, the it's twelve. It's twelve bodies. No, wait. 12 bodies and 13 regenerations. That's, yeah, yes. that makes sense. So, yeah. and it means it all worked out well. So, so Matt Smith's doctor was the final doctor. And if he died, that was the end of his regeneration cycle. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he got a new regeration cycle. Now, yeah. this could all get hand waved away with, you know, it was magic. Well, Gallifrey, sure. they, we gave him a free regeneration <laughs> and they probably will. But if you want to say the chameleon arch, because I mean, when, when John Smith was turned, like became the doctor, doctor became John mm. Smith. He just had his own body, but it was transformed into a human body. It wasn't yes. cloaked. It was a human body. Uh, I think. I think it's well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you're right. Uh, but they kind of get around that in this episode by saying it's like a, like it's like biological cloaking mm, mm. technology. Basically it's a way for them to not say that it's a chameleon arch. Yes. Uh, and, until they have to. And it also means um, that you can get away with regeneration. Like, it may not be... It wasn't a regeneration. She was transfigured by the Chameleon Arch. That's true. Although, I can... I'm there's There would be howls of protest if the first black female Doctor Who mm. then transforms into the first Doctor. I... I, I guess there would be. There's going to be howls either way. Um, well, this is what I mean. Like, like, <laughs> they have to be very, very careful about how they move forward because, like, they, they've created an immense amount of goodwill mm. with with this regeneration. Like, it's a huge deal, and it mm. is a huge deal. Oh, it is. Like, like, oh, it's, not it's to amazing. Downplay it. it's, it's amazing. A, it's a massive... <laughs> not, not only in show, but, like, it's very important for people. Like, like it's, it, you know, it's a big deal. Mm. And the idea that... It's some sort of trick, even if Chibnall isn't lying and saying she's definitely the Doctor she's and it's not an doctor. alternate universe. She's still a Doctor. She's if it just... is trickery, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's it's kind not... of being Christy Turney. Like... I, I, I don't think it's trickery. I, I don't mean it as trickery. I mean it as... Oh, no, sure, sure. As in, she's the Doctor, and that's her body, but her body was... It's the William Hartnell body that was transfigured into Ruth's body. Uh, I sure. don't think... She's still the Doctor. She's still a different person. Oh, she's a different personality. She's not William Hart. It's not like Dottery old. Yeah. She's regeneration somewhere along the line. Um, I, yeah, I take it back. Well, see, I, she's the, the, other, the other theory, because the thing is, like, like there's, there's, one, there's one possibility, which is that the Doctor had a whole heap of regenerations before William Hartnell, mm. um, which mm. wouldn't be the massive retcon that it seems, mm. in the sense that, you know, we've seen... You know, it wasn't until relatively late in the game that the whole, like, 12 regenerations was even made canon. I think it was, like, yeah. it was the Deadly Assassin, I think, um, where they, you know, and that, that was a fourth Doctor story. Um, so that was well into the run of the show. Before then, you had seen on screen different faces. Like, like there's a there's a fourth mm-hmm. Doctor story where they they show the three previous... So they show John Pertwee, Patrick Troughton, and uh, William Hartnell, mm-hmm. and then they show a bunch of other faces. Mm-hmm of potential i mean are they supposed to be potential future incarnations are they previous incarnations like there was definitely the idea for exactly there there was definitely the idea for a long time 
that maybe William Hartnell wasn't the first incarnation of the Doctor. Mm. And it's only through long precedent that we accept that he's the first Doctor. Mm. But that doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. But for one thing, is that her TARDIS looks like a police box. Yes, yes, And yes. that means that it has to be post-Hartnell mm. because the TARDIS got stuck as a police box in the very first episode in yes. an, an unearthly child. <laughs> yep. Um, and, I, and I think that also it would be weird if she was pre-Hartnell because she's... The, the whole the whole thing, the Doctor's origin story is I one day stole a TARDIS and ran away. Sure. And, and, and I, I, I like the simplicity of that, and I don't want them to mess around with that too much. Yeah. Um, but having said that, um, I don't know whether you heard earlier, like, the other theory, which does fit a lot of the elements that we currently have, is the Season 6B theory, where between Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee, there was a gap. Because okay. we never see on screen... We never see Patrick Troughton regenerate oh, into John Pertwee. Okay. Right. That's the last gap. That's the last canon gap in right. the Doctor's timeline. Yep, where they can fit it in. Look, they, yeah, they, 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 they in. jammed in a war Doctor, though. You That's know, right. They, they can do whatever they like, really. Well, no, exactly. But, but you know, like, there was a plausible gap. Like, there yep. was a gap where we didn't see Paul McGann regenerate into uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yep. And we didn't see Patrick Troughton regenerate into, into John Pertwee. Okay. So she'd be right? the third Doctor. This then. is an existing... Well, she would be the third Doctor. So so this is this yeah. is an existing fan theory. Oh, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, just, I'm going to interrupt because I forget. She doesn't know what the sonic screwdriver is. That that's was right. very, very early in the game. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was, that's right. That's so, so Patrick Troughton did use a sonic screwdriver, but he used it as a screwdriver. Right. Like, used it as, like, a little multi-tool sort of thing. Mm. He, and, and it looked nothing like what the Doctor has now, which is basically a magic wand. Yes. Um, So it, it makes sense that she would have no idea what the hell, you know, that that is that's supposed to be. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. It fits. It and fits. and mm. this is the thing. So so the idea, the idea of Season 6B is that at the end of the War Games the Doctor is forced to call on the Time Lords, who he's been running from this whole time. Mm -hmm. And he has to call on them to sort of set everything right at the end of that story. Oh, and they catch him and they say, you've been running away. Yes. Okay, so go you've on, been go running on, yes. away and now, and now, <laughs> and now as punishment, you're going to be, uh, we're going to force a regeneration mm -hmm. and you're going to be exiled on Earth. Yes. Right? But the fan theory for, for years and years has been that between the end of that season and the start of the next one where John Pertwee showed up, mm. the Time Lords, as penance, made the Doctor do some of their dirty work yes, for them. Like, act yes. as an agent, right? <laughs> and in this episode, the Doctor says, <laughs> yes. oh, you know, I had a job. I, yeah. The type that you, you, don't, you don't choose and you can't really get out of. Yeah. You know, right. and, yep. and oh, Gat goodness. is an operative, a Time Lord operative. Yep. And she's been chasing after the Doctor ever since she ran away again. And so was so, Lee. So and so was, was Lee. So, yeah. That's you know, Lee. So, and Lee, Lee was a Time Lord operative. So yes. presumably maybe the Doctor was working closely with Lee. They got close. Like, yeah. yeah. That's really... I really like that. That would be... It fits. That would, it, it, it fits. Really does Every fit, element of it fits. The only, the only wrinkle is, where does the Timeless Child fit in all this? We keep getting this tease of the Timeless Child. I don't think... And the Master at the start of the season saying that, um, you know, everything you knew was wrong. Well, yes, 
that was a that was a, I was going to bring that up is that line never resolved in the in the first two parter ever. I thought it was going to be like a Matrix kind of thing. It never came out. So yeah. But, that, but we but look, that's an amazing. Just to put a pin in what you said, then that's an amazing theory. I love it, and I hope it's true. Uh, that would be great. All the elements of it fit. It really no. It's it's incredible. I would yeah. That that would be even nicer. Yeah. That that would be really really nice. It would it would feel right. It would feel it feels yeah, right when as exactly. you say it. I'm like no parts like but oh this doesn't yeah. Where mine sort of rubs people. Would yeah. It even makes me go hmm, you know that's really cool. <laughs> um, uh, but I I think I don't to, to go back to Captain Jack. We were all like amazed and he was back and how sexy he was and all the rest. But uh, <laughs> I want to point out a few things. He's you never good. you never saw. Well, he, he's in real life. John Barrowman has white hair now, so that was definitely a dye job. He has the whitest hair you've ever seen in your life. Like, Does he, has, he really? He's a shock of white hair. He stopped dyeing his hair. Oh wow! And, and and if you see pictures of John Barrowman as John Barrowman, he has not just grey but white hair. Uh, it's so yeah. That's oh that's my what, god. So it's a it's a it's um it's a definite dye job, which is fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. It happens. I mean, I I've done it myself. Uh, <laughs> but I. I, I was weirded out when I was watching him the first time because you never see who's shooting at him. It's just guns hitting his spaceship, and I was like... Yeah, I mentioned this to Natalie. I wasn't sure what was happening. Was he near Earth? Was he somewhere look, completely it, different? Yeah, like... yeah, look, hand wave. I did hear you say that. Hand wave him. I mean, who knows? But, yeah. But the, and I was like, is it the Doctor chasing him? Something's really weird here. But the, the fact you didn't show it, it freaks me out that it wasn't... He didn't go, the Daleks are after me, the Cybermen are after me, or the, or the police are after me. He, he just weirdly didn't mention who's chasing him and then yeah. like, nanogene's gotta go love you bye and i was like and he didn't say whose who's ship that was because no. he stole it like he no. was there <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be there or did he or and, did and, and also he's like don't give the sloan cyberman what he wants doctor oh my god C- can you imagine how else would you get the doctor because if you go if you meet the doc here's my conspiracy theory if captain jack or whoever that was turns up in front of the doctor the doctor's like you're not captain jack you're a lying bastard and that's all or, or jack you're under control of someone else or whatever because the doctor but if you say to your companions oh tell the doctor i love her and i'm i'll be there for her and everything's going to be great and by the way don't do this thing she'll go well that's obviously jack and listen to it more i, I have mm. a horrible feeling it's a double play or it's uh Muncie, maybe i'm looking too much into it uh but i think there's more going on there it's not so easy i'm just back to tell you some expo- hi i'm I'm Captain Basil Exposition here to tell you the story. <laughs> uh, I think there's more to it than than just having Jack come back. Because uh, mm. why bring Jack back? What, why beyond we all like seeing John Barrowman as Captain? Well, Jack. yeah, exactly. And, and I I don't think this is the last we're going to see of him. And I hope he's back by the end of the season. I saw um, an interview with him re- just like saying, "Oh, I got invited back, and it was great." And yeah. Wonderful. And then it's like, "Oh, and if they ever want to invite me back again, I'll be ready." It's like, "Oh, shut up, John. We all know you're back. Don't we know you're coming back, dude. Come on, <laughs> come on. Don't, you're not big, big cheeky grin." Um, can, oh, can I, I did something I did read, which I loved. I would have loved to have been it when Joe Martin was was hired. She wasn't hired as the Doctor. She didn't know she was the Doctor. She originally, oh, right. and so she was given a code name, which was an anagram of bad wolf or rose tyler basically that was so if anyone found it and worked it out they'd say oh bad wolf's back so and, right, then, okay. and, then, and then very closer to the time they went p.s you're the doctor and she's like holy crap it's like it was it was it wasn't she was <laughs> just in case she went off and blurbed it everyone or, or you know accidentally dropped it somewhere yeah I guess. exactly yeah yeah uh, so that's yeah. great i mean yeah. the thing is i haven't seen any interviews with her no. Um, and I, 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 no. I went looking. Like, has no one spoken to her? No, and that's they've kept this very people. I just love that. I remember back in the day in Russell C Davies' day, and um, 
Moffat's day. It was like, yeah. you can't keep anything secret. Don't even try. We just filmed yeah. it. We put Cybermen in front of Westminster, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. St. Paul's Cathedral. You can't forget it. Don't bother. And then suddenly the Doctor regenerates, and, well, the Doctor turns up, and she's a different Doctor. And I was like, you can keep secrets. You just, it's funny. Like, you've just got to be, well, you've just got to be, you've just got to have the public interest in the show wane just <laughs> enough so that... You know, you're not following Maybe. leaks too closely, and the paparazzi yeah. have sort of backed off a bit. Oh, that's a that's a that's a wow, that's a that's a four dimensional chess move. If that's what they're doing, because you know, because <laughs> you know, they, they almost broke my heart entirely. So you know, I'm just gonna. Well, say. yes, that's right. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't deliberately make the show bad just to throw people off the scent, but you know, who knows? It'll but you know, <laughs> but it, it does it does work, and it does give you a little bit more freedom than I think they would have had in the past. Yeah. to pull something like this off. Because the first we heard that anything crazy would be happening was like the day of, like mm. like Sunday in the in the in the UK, mm. they started saying, Hey, this one's a big one, guys. You're gonna want to tune in for this one. <laughs> you know? And and everyone was like, Oh yeah, sure, okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever. And then yes, they were right. But <laughs> they were yeah, like like the, the first we heard about Anything that would that would happen was like day of that they started like tweeting and and putting on social media sort of like yeah something big is coming like this episode is a game changer and you're like oh okay well yeah. this is a weird time to be telling us like I, surely you should have been Captain, teasing this from the start Captain Jack Harkness is a smokescreen you go yeah. to, hi- to hide the huge thing we're gonna throw out so, a lessly a less huge thing. Uh, oh, we've revealed it's Captain Jack, everyone. You've got us. Oh, dead to rights. You're so clever, Internet. P.S. Ignore Ruth. Just ignore that. Yeah, yeah. Just, don't, don't worry about her. She, oh, she's obviously not worth paying attention to. No, that's okay. Like, yeah. Oh, was, so good. It was so good. It was so good. And, uh, yeah, I I can't. I'm, I'm fascinated. And I with your original tweet, I absolutely agree. They've, they've swung for the fences. Mm. And I... Look, I said before, all you do is give me one good episode and I'll be back. And here it is. I'll and tell I'm you back. what, it's a and hell of an episode. It's a hell of an episode. And, and I'm actually, this has given me enough to go, I don't even mind if they stumble, as long as they don't balls it up entirely. But mm. but even a little stumble, I will forgive a lot more now because I'm like, thank you for trying something. And something old, yeah. something new. It wasn't all yeah. out of nothing. It was it was old and yet also, it's like, yeah, it's it's so cleverly done. Mm. Uh, and And... It was written by the lady who wrote Rosa, is that right? Or was it? No, no, written by the lady who wrote uh, Demons of the Punjab. Demon, good, good lord. And mm. <laughs> sorry, but good lord. And Chris Chibnall, I like Chris Chibnall has yes. a writing credit on it as well. There you go. Uh, well, hands, hats off to all them all, and good. I just well done, and I love to see because she's gone now. Um, Ruth Doctor is gone. She's she parked and let let the thirteenth Doctor out, and she yeah, yeah, and she she went off into the universe so <laughs> it didn't she's rebel. out there she's out there doing all th- oh and now i want to know now i just want they better not oh i guess i'll be, be more i said i will be more forgiving but they better not just go oh well here's another shitty episode in a box and be like, <laughs> don't do that they haven't got enough episodes to do that they have to do stuff now they have to no well i mean we're halfway through so we've got five more episodes yeah yeah so yeah uh, we're in the end of the season now oof. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, I just I, all I'm gonna do. Is, the listeners probably don't hear, need to hear me say it's so good. It's so good over and over again. But it's really good. Um, it's very well done. It's it's such a wonderful uh, 
realization that this show can still surprise you yeah. and still like excite you. Like I've been buzzing since I saw it on Monday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I... we're recording this on Wednesday night, so <laughs> it's like, you know. I am um, uh, a friend of ours uh, who I basically text now about Doctor Who. Uh, she lives in Melbourne and she's a huge Doctor Who fan. And that's sort of basically mm. all we talk about now. Is that she oh, you see the episode? Yeah. And we, we chat about that just, yeah, every couple of uh, every week. And she'd gone quiet. I hadn't really heard from her. I hadn't thought about it. And then I just casually went, "So uh, <laughs> the episode, huh?" And, and and she was like, "Oh, I've been super busy with my job. I caught up with the last three, and yeah, they were pretty good." And I was like, "Hang." When you say the last three, do you mean the last three or the, the the one before the one on Monday? The one before the one on Monday. I only saw the yeah, and I was like, oh, 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 you need to watch that one soon. Yeah. And, you, and she was like, why? And I was like, no reason. No reason. <laughs> and just... she says, no, no, no. But she was like, hang on, you wouldn't have said the thing you've just said. Oh, oh, is, is it is it like a return of a character? And I went, yes. And then that's what I said, <laughs> which is true. And but you're and not lying. And it's. It's Captain. I wanted to get to Captain Jack and go. That's what Greg meant because I just love the idea that will. That's she'll work out. She'll feel clever, and then she'll get kicked right in the bat- buttocks by uh, the Doctor turning up. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> I look forward to the, getting the holy shit text message from. Yeah, her, yeah, so. yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that so, happened to me just tonight. My sister watched the episode now, and that was just catching up with it, and yep. she did the same thing where she messaged me just after the Captain Jack reveal. Basically to say, oh, wow, Captain Jack's back. Did you know, have you seen the episode? I'm like, yeah, I've seen the episode. And she's like, yeah, Captain Jack's back. How great. How wonderful. I'm like, yes, yes. it's a very good episode. Keep watching. <laughs> yes. We're very, very unsubtle, you and I. I'm like, oh, my yes. God, holy shit, come out. And I'm like, that's like, oh, I've heard it's Captain Jack. Yes, it is Captain Jack and nothing else. And, and I, I, nothing else. And I ghost back into the building, uh, bedroom, <laughs> making nothing but long eye contact with everyone in the room. Yes, it couldn't keep that secret <laughs> at all. But uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated. I, I love the fact they've gone. Here's Doctor Who. Let's do something different with it, but keep into the lore of it and the canon of it, and but mess with it as well. Like you don't go, That's you don't right, know yeah. all the rules, and you don't know. You think you know because we've all been watching it for fifty, six years, whatever it is, and then you're like, oh, you can you can change the rules, and not in a crap way where it's like all oh, time can suddenly change You're like that's not how doctor who ever worked uh, and that's dumb but this feels earned uh well hopefully it's earned but it's it feels earned so that's a good start yeah like like this episode i think you know we're not going to be able to give a full accounting of it until we find out how this all resolves mm. but having said that i do think it's going to stand up on its own because it's a great episode mm. Mm. it's just a wonderful episode it does everything well uh, it does multiple smoke screens that all work and don't feel like contrived at all. Like they're they're all within the story. It just works. It, everything about it is Doctor Who, and I love yeah. it. I I just I bring up other points now. Before, you were desperately trying to end there, and you very. <laughs> I one of the parts I just loved was when the Ruth Doctor, Joe Martin's Doctor, turns up behind her holding the gun, and you're like, oh god, yeah. it's the Master. This is bad news. She's got a gun. And then it's not, and she's, hello, I'm the Doctor, and, you know, I travel through time and space. And she takes Jodie Whittaker's Doctor's hand. Yeah, you're going to love and, this. And you're going to love this. And they teleport in. I was like, hey, you teleported in, which is a bit weird. But I just, once again, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor became the companion, but not mm. in the Capaldi way. When Capaldi, we went, what is going on? My mind is blown with River. <laughs> like, he, he played it He played it for laughs. He was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he's always wanted it's to It's my go. It's my go, yes. But... But Jodie 
Jodie's doctor had the same thing, but really, like, oh, her mind was blown. That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was desperately trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, was it a trick or yeah? It's ah, oh, so good, so nice. Mm. Anyway, all right. I better hand you back to your co-host. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you, Stu. I'm glad we had this com- uh, this conversation. Thank you, Greg. And um, yes, I look forward to seeing more of it. This Doctor Who program, which seems quite successful, in the future. Yes, I, th- I think it'll do well. I think it'll do. I think I think it'll probably get picked up for another season. We'll see mm. what happens. We'll see. Um, <laughs> here's Natalie. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So yes, I'm gonna um, look forward to listening back to whatever the hell you two were just talking about. <laughs> Surprisingly, um, Greg isn't familiar with uh, the series Six B uh, theory, which is which surprised me. I thought he would have been all over that, but yeah, no, that's that's interesting. The um, no, no, the um, uh, the the gap in the timeline between Troughton and and Bert. Ah, oh yes, the one we were talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that is most excellent. I think you've educated him. <laughs> that's that. rare. That's rare that I educate him on Doctor Who law. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not the first time. Maybe. I don't know. He's pretty good with Doctor Who stuff. He remembers he's, he's a lot. He's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good. But you're also very insightful. <laughs> I just mostly talk crap. But that's cool. I bring you're the everyman perspective. I'm just a giant nerd. So Yeah, but that's what being insightful <laughs> is. It's just being super nerdy about stuff. Uh, but just to just to pick up on a theme that you know we, we were talking about with with Greg just then is just that I'm I'm so happy this show is good again. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just really good. It's it's fun and and twisty and has cool sci-fi stuff and uses like existing elements of the show in new and interesting ways. And it's it's everything I wanted from this era of the the show and haven't gotten up until very recently. Yeah, I think uh, I think I heard Greg saying that he feels this is the best Jodie Whittaker episode, and I think yeah. I would agree with that. Totally, like the best Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, Doctor Thirteen, is she Twelve? Yeah, I mean Thirteen for now. Thirteen for now. Well, this is the other thing I was going to bring up. One more thing. I don't know if you and Greg mentioned this, or if you mentioned it and I just didn't hear. But wasn't there a whole thing where the Doctor only had thirteen regenerations? Oh, okay. All right, I'll go back and listen. <laughs> Greg just yelled out, we discussed this. I mean, yes, but you can get around. I mean, it's an, it's an arbitrary limit set by the writers of the show. Like, you yeah, can true. you can get around it. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, like, there's all sorts of ways you can get around that stuff. You know, and, and that's not interesting to me. What, yeah. What's interesting is where she fits and whether that makes sense yeah, and whether it sure. breaks the show or not. Yeah. Um, so Which hopefully cha- it doesn't. Like, Let's be frank. It is. It must be a challenge coming up with new, interesting stuff in a show that's sure. so long and had so I mean, many storylines. Look, look at last season. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. I don't know. Let's not dwell at the scene of the crime. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I. I think. I mean, now, did you take from? Yes, we discussed this. You. You think she's going to go on another adventure? But I kind of almost felt like it, this was a this was a solo episode, but it kind of felt like it was setting up a longer, you know, arc like those old school Doctor Who six episode arcs. Oh, totally. I mean, they, we will we'll get. I mean, I assume we'll revisit this at some stage. Um, although I have heard that Chibnall is sort of planning for a three to five year sort of arc. Is he? So I don't know whether 
you know, I don't, I don't know how accurate that is, but it all, but it does seem like, I mean, you know, the, the timeless child was something that was mentioned back in uh, episode two of last season. And right. it's only this season that he's starting to sort of explore that more. He sort of dropped that and you would think, oh, well, maybe they'll, they'll address that by the end of the series, but they didn't, they saved it for next series. Yeah. So I do wonder if we're going to have to wait until next series to sort of figure out what's going on. And actually the, the big, like, like the big, arc of this series is dealing with the master yeah you know, and then and, and then, then and be... then we deal with joe martin as the doctor and is, the timeless is the child master, is the master the lone cyberman has he reached <sighs> his body into the machine and <laughs> appropriated cyberman culture to something i mean that's possible yep that, that's a good as theory as any that, that's it yeah really that's is. interesting theory uh, I'm very conscious now, Stu, that it's probably approaching 1am your time. It is. 1am where I am. <laughs> uh, so we desperately need to stop talking and I need to sleep. You need to but go to bed. I'm, um, I'm, I'm buoyed by I this know. renewed sense of vigour. And I love the fact that, I love the fact that Stu, when we just, were arranging... Just... Sorry, Greg has just run back into the room. I just... Lone Cyberman, Bill Potts. The Lone Cyberman, Bill Potts. Because Bill became a Cyberman, don't give the Cyberman what he wants. If it turns out to be someone that the Doctor cares for who became a Cyberman, that could be Bill Potts. Though Bill Potts did actually get pulled away and turned into an energy being. And yeah. Yeah, Bill, Bill Potts, uh, her still, eternal reward was to be an energy okay, being right, for all of eternity. Idea. Crazy idea. <laughs> Greg just ran in all thoughts um, ablaze and then seemed to talk himself out of his idea. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I do wonder if they would bring back – there sort of seems to be a bit of time needed, I think, between – like you need to skip a couple of Doctors to bring stuff back. Like they didn't bring back Jack Harkness for Capaldi totally. uh, like or Smith or Capaldi. Was he there with Matt Smith at any point? No, 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 he, no, he never was. No, no, no. The, the, yeah. the, last, the, last, he was, the last one was the last David Tennant episode. Yeah, so they don't they they give uh, they gave that a bit of breathing room, and so by the time yeah. you bring him back, it's like oh my god, yeah, we love that. And also, Captain Jack was very popular, but I wonder with Bill Potts being a Capaldi sidekick, mm. if yeah, if that was apparently he was going to come back for um, a Good Man Goes to War for the Matt Smith episodes, but uh, there was like a scheduling conflict or something, and that's spun into this weird. Partially fan-driven, partially John Barrowman-driven thing where he sort of accuses Stephen Moffat of not liking Captain Jack, even though Stephen Moffat was the one who wrote Captain Jack in the yes, first place. Yes, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's very weird. But but anyway, he's back now, and it's good. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> let's wrap uh, As I say, it was great when we were sorting out podcasting. You were like, hey, so Nat, are you free tonight? Are you, uh, can we talk about this show? Can we? And I was like, uh, actually, Stu, I've just got the first episode, first show of my new show. And I've got to do that. <laughs> I was like, so yes, that mind, makes a lot of sense. You should probably go do that. I'll do that. And then we can reconvene. And then we can uh, talk about this dumb nerd shit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's really awesome. And it's nice to be, you know, it's, it's. Uh, it's hard work being a creative sometime, and so it's nice to get inspired by stuff that you see. And uh, this episode of Doctor Who was great in terms of it was well written, it was funny, it was uh, uh, nostalgic, but also threw up a lot of questions. It really just hit, you know, all the high points of what the show can do. So that was um, inspiring for me as a wannabe creative. Mm. 
you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, no. about the country, running around, <laughs> running, running away from a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like a certain uh, character we've come to know and love. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you get it, Stu. You I do get it. it. It takes me a while, but I get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, so we will reconvene next week. I'm excited to see what they do. Sure. And well, what's I hope, next? How do you follow this? Yeah, exactly. I hope that it's a case of this was just the beginning and we have a lot more fun stuff to talk about. Um, Absolutely. But until that time, if you want to join the debate, or, well, it's not really a debate. We all like the episode, but uh, tell us your thoughts. on. <laughs> at, I'm at Girl Clumsy on Twitter and at Disco Stew. We'll chat anytime, any place, anywhere, you know, within reason. Uh, and yes, let's let's reconvene. Uh, what was great about this episode of the podcast, you very little sidebars, very few sidebars. We we Actually got right to it, track. and we still we still <laughs> talk for two hours. So <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> okay. Have a bye fabulous fam. week, uh, everybody, and bye, fam. We'll see you next week.